0: Want to get out to the Schneider Orange Hotline? Schneider is hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com and bring in our guest from Parkins & Spiegel down on 670, the score in Chicago, Danny Parkins. Danny, how you doing today?
1: I'm good, but I mean, which of those excuses to miss work is the least valid? <laughs> Hall of Fame stuff. Jersey retired, birth of a child. I feel like birth of a child. Right,
0: right? isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, people have children every day. Let's go. This is the Wendy's Big Show. Back to work.
0: That's what I'm saying. Statewide network and Sparky's calling off. Shameful, right?
1: Yeah. It's it's embarrassing,
0: frankly. (laughs) So uh, the reason I brought you on. So yesterday we hear about this Roquan Smith stuff and him requesting a trade can you fill us in on what's going on there and why he wants out of Chicago?
1: So the report is, and it's a little murky because Roquan Smith does not have an agent, um, so the negotiating tactics are a little messy here, but Roquan Smith wants to be the highest paid inside linebacker in football, which means he wants more than what Darius Leonard Got now going by Shaquille Leonard of the Indianapolis Colts, and Shaquille Leonard got five years, ninety-eight and a half million dollars with fifty-two million guaranteed. The Bears reportedly are willing to make him the biggest contract offer ever for an inside linebacker, but not in terms of guarantees. It's apparently you know one of those fake funny money. Mm-hmm. nfl contracts where you'll never realize the total value of the contract and there are also de-escalators in the contract that ian rapaport shared that of the 94 non-quarterbacks who make 15 million or more per season uh none of them have de-escalators in the contract and roquan smith took that to be very insulting so Roquan, who has been doing a hold-in, which is not a hold-out, meaning that he is with the team, he is at the meetings, but he is not on the field, uh, is still with the team and is still at the meetings, but now has publicly requested a trade because he believes that Ryan Poles, the first-time general manager for the Bears, is not negotiating in good faith and making insulting offers. So those are the broad strokes of how we got here.
0: Okay, so two things off of that. Number one, what would you do if you're the GM of the Bears? Are you paying him that money that he wants? And two, where does this actually end up going?
1: So I think that Roquan Smith is awesome. I don't think there's a better sideline-to-sideline linebacker in football. And he makes a very legitimate case that the most recent great player – gets the biggest contract because the nfl salary cap goes up every year and so whoever signs the deal the most recently should be the highest paid however he's not as good as shaquille leonard roquan smith has one forced fumble and five interceptions in four years leonard has 17 forced fumbles (laughs) and 11 interceptions in four years now you could make the argument that Roquan Smith is now going to play the will linebacker in Matt Eberflus's 4-3 defense, who the Bears hired the defensive coordinator from the Colts, who was the defensive coordinator for Leonard when he was piling up all those statistics. So Roquan in that system with that coach, his takeaway numbers and impactful play numbers are going to increase in the system. But I think it's really hard to make the argument that Roquan deserves more than Leonard, even with the uh, price of the brick going up, so to speak. How I think this ends is he gets more than Fred Warner, who is the second highest paid and less than Leonard and ultimately signs for maybe, you know, a $15 million signing bonus with 45 or more guaranteed. A great contract, but maybe doesn't quite reset the market at linebacker because the bears hired Matt Eberflus to play Roquan Smith in that system. And I think if you could get what the Jets got for trading Jamal Adams, you know, multiple first round picks and a mid round pick, I would trade Roquan Smith in a heartbeat, but I don't think the multiple first round pick offers are going to be out there for non-premium position players. Like the Jamal Adams trade has aged horribly. I think teams will still trade two firsts for a Laramie Tunsil for a franchise left tackle. I think they'll still trade two firsts for a Jalen Ramsey, a number one corner. But is a team going to trade you two first-round picks for an inside linebacker who they then have to turn around and pay $100 million to? I don't think that offer is going to be out there. I think the best you're going to do for Roquan Smith is a first-round pick. So I think it's in both parties' best interest to figure out some middle ground here and sign a contract. So my guess is this is going to just be muddy and ugly and public, but ultimately Roquan Smith stays with the bears.
0: Well, and this is where I struggle with sometimes these philosophies, because we just saw this happen in baseball with the nationals who I may be a little partial to, because I'm from that area. Uh, You have a young player On a a really good young player, on a bad team, do you trade them or do you sign them to that big contract? And I think that's a difficult decision, too, if you're the Bears. You obviously want to keep the talent that you have in Roquan Smith. And like you said, I think he's one of the best linebackers in football for sure. But it's a difficult position to be in. And how long is it going to be before the Bears are a relevant franchise again?
1: Well, the difference is is that in baseball it can take a long time, and in football there's worst of 1st stories every single year, and, if you, and 50% of the NFL playoffs turn over every single year. So you can't really have five-year plans in, in the NFL. And Roquan Smith is 25, and he's the best player on the Bears. So they're definitely in much worse shape if they lose him. Now, is a weak-side linebacker going to win you or lose you a ton of games? Probably not, but it's just, you'd just be looking to draft the next Roquan Smith. Now, maybe you would do it on a third round with a third round pick and you'd be paying them a lot less money. And that is obviously a viable thing, but the bears are going to be awful this year. But if Justin Fields is the real deal, they are going to have a top 10 pick and a hundred million dollars in cap space. And they would like their coach, offensive coordinator and quarterback. If Fields is the real deal. And all of a sudden next year, they'd be a prime candidate to be a worse the first team. And Roquan Smith would be 26, which is exactly how old uh, Shaquille Leonard is right now. So I don't think you can say, like in the Nationals case, to use your example, man, we're awful, we have Juan Soto, and there's no real path for us being good for a couple of years. Like I hated the Juan Soto trade, but it's just so tough to compare baseball trades to football trades because you can turn around in an instant especially if you have a good quarterback and this whole season is going to be about figuring out whether or not the Bears have a good quarterback in Justin Fields
0: for sure and talking with Danny Parkins from Parkins and Spiegel down on 670 the score uh, here on the Wendy's Big Show and you mentioned Justin Fields sometimes you know you cover a team so in depth it's tough to really get a pulse of what's going on around the league how have the Bears looked in training camp and Justin Fields in particular
1: it's been up and down by all reports. Uh, there have been good moments and bad moments. Guys, the Bears offense is going to be bad. Uh, the Bears team is going to be bad. They have among the most dead cap space in the entire league. The Falcons have more because they're paying a bunch of money uh, towards Matt Ryan, who's quarterback in the Indianapolis Colts. But, You know, dead cap money is basically money that you're spending for players that actually aren't on your roster anymore. And the Bears ate a ton of money when they got rid of Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and other players like that. So the Bears have a not very talented and not very deep roster. There are guys who were round six and round seven draft picks this year that are rotating in and getting first string reps on the offensive line. Uh, Braxton Jones, who was a fifth round pick, out of uh, Utah, I always mess this up, Utah State, no, out of Southern Utah, who (laughs) looks like he is going to be their starting left tackle. He's from one of the Utah's, Southern Utah. Two-time all-big sky player. But like, (laughs) rookie fifth-round left tackle, not a great spot to be. Uh, They, first-time play caller, second-year quarterback, one good wide receiver in Darnell Mooney, talented tight end in Cole Komet, who hasn't proven much, but I do think is poised, for a much bigger year this year, on the defensive side of the ball, lost team Hicks, lost Khalil Mack, are starting two rookies in their secondary. You know it, the team's going to be bad, and so Fields has had his moments in camp. He's had plenty of bad moments in camp, but he has so little around him that, frankly, we're going to be grading Justin Fields on a curve.
0: I want to ask you a couple questions here. Let's transition to baseball. I'll talk about the Cubs. I was really. Do we in- have to? <laughs> well, and, and there's been so much frustration about the Brewers up here. I think if we can talk about the Cubs and the frustrations down there, it might make Brewers fans feel a little bit better about themselves. Why is Wilson Contreras still a part of this baseball team? Why is Ian Happ still there? Why weren't they able to trade those guys?
1: Well, Ian Happ at least has another year uh, of club control. So Ian Happ... You could trade this off-season or at next year's deadline if you can't sign him to a contract extension. I would argue you should sign Ian Happ to a contract extension because he should not be a break-the-bank guy. This is the best season of his career, first-time All-Star. He's your union rep. He's a leader. Uh, he's a good athlete, has some positional versatility. I would think that that's a guy who you could probably figure out a reasonable contract around, but maybe not. Wilson Contreras, there's really no excuse. Uh, I think they overplayed their hand. He, the Cubs have been very clear that they have no intention of signing him to a long-term contract. There have not been substantive negotiations between Contreras' camp and the Cubs for the last three seasons. And he's been an all-star each of those seasons. So I think that they love his attitude and his energy and his ability to control the running game with his arm behind the plate. And certainly they love having one of the three best offensive catchers in the sport. But they want more of a game caller, pitcher, manager, and defensive presence there. And even with the designated hitter, do you want to have an offensive Catcher signed a big money deal throughout his 30s when you've had him for his athletic prime. Like I think it's totally reasonable to want to part ways with Wilson Contreras, but it's tough to trade a catcher whose strength is not known to be managing a pitching staff to a contender in the middle of the year. Like the Mets need could use an offensive upgrade at catcher, but do they want Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer throwing to Wilson Contreras behind the plate? Probably not like they're going to They decided to side more with the defensive player at that position, which a ton of teams do. So I think that Jed Hoyer overplayed his hand and thought that he was going to get, you know, Pete Crow Armstrong, which is what he got from the Mets when they traded Javi Baez last year, who's now a top 50 prospect in baseball and one of the five best prospects in the Cubs system and presumed to be the center fielder of the future The big offers weren't there for Contreras, and now they're faced with extending him the qualifying offer and getting a draft pick between the second and third rounds, and assuming he doesn't accept the qualifying offer, and if he does, they're going to just go through the entire charade again next season, and it's impossible to argue that the 68th pick in the baseball draft is the best that you could have done if you would have played your hand better for a three-time All-Star in Wilson Contreras.
0: Two more. I'll ask him as one real quickly here as we wrap up. When do we see the Cubs being relevant again in the NL Central? And two, how excited are you for this Field of Dreams game coming up tomorrow?
1: So Cubs fans would tell you that it could be as soon as next year. I do think they will spend this offseason. I do think they will sign uh, either Trey Turner or Xander Bogarts or Correa. like One of the big shortstops that's available, Ken Rosenthal reported, is that will happen. So I think that they will be better opening day next year and you guys know like the nl central is not the NL West, mm-hmm. it's not the A- it's not the al east like you can there's definitely going to be years where you can win this division in in the mid 80s in in terms of win total so like could they be relevant in the nl central next year yes if the luck that they had this year with their pitching staff which is basically everything that could go wrong did go wrong Wade Miley, Drew Smiley, Kyle Hendricks, Marcus Stroman, all have been hurt for varying lengths of times. Those were four-fifths of their starting rotation uh, on opening day. Like, it's been a disaster of a season for the Cubs pitching staff. Like, if they have better luck with health and with pitching and have a good off season. Could they, in theory, be competitive next year? Yes, I'd bet against it. I think opening day 2024 is when the Cubs are going to be back to being preseason favorites in the division. As for the Field of Dreams game, it's very cool. I commend baseball for putting on the show, miking up the players, putting in the 4K cameras, coming up with a creative, you know, their version of the Winter Classic and one-off events. Baseball needs more of them. Last year was literally like a movie script with Tim Anderson, anything the walk off into the cornfield, Kevin Costner being there. But it's going to be tough when this is like the battle for third place in the (laughs) National League Central with two teams that are like a combined 40 games under 500 to compare to Yankees, White Sox, two of the best teams in the American League last year. So it'll look beautiful on TV, but excited about the game itself nah you can keep it
0: (laughs) Danny appreciate the time today man appreciate your insight into Chicago sports